Hello, I'm your host, Ryan Pickus, and today on Astronomy Today, I welcome guest speaker Alex Shim. On today's podcast, we talk about galaxies, deep space, how the universe formed, formation of the solar system, and three possible outcomes of the universe. Hello, thank you for having me. No problem. My first question is, what are the three types of galaxies? Galaxies are classified according to their shape, elliptical, spiral, or irregular. Our home galaxy, the Milky Way, is a flat spiral, pinwheel-shaped collection of stars held together by gravity. My next question is, how do we learn about deep space, and how do scientists use parallax and Doppler shift to learn about faraway objects? We learn about deep space through parallax and Doppler shift. Parallax is an apparent shift in the position of an object when viewed from different positions. The Doppler effect is the apparent change of wavelength occurring when an object is moving forward or away from an observer. Both of these can be used to learn about faraway objects such as the direction and speed they are moving. Okay, now how was the universe created? There are two main theories on how the universe was created, the Big Bang Theory and the Steady State Theory. Big Bang Theory is a theory to try to explain the origin of the universe which proposes that the universe has expanded from a condition that existed at time zero. The steady-state theory, also known as the infinite universe theory, suggests the universe has, uh, has always existed. It did not have a moment of creation or time zero. The theory suggests that new matters are continuously created out of empty space. The matter created out of empty space is mostly hydrogen. The, weight, the rate at which new matter appears in its balance with the expansion of the universe Therefore, the average density of the universe remains constant. Evidence to support the Big Bang Theory is a cosmic background radiation. How was the solar system formed? The birthplace of our solar system was a nebula. A nebula is a cloud of gas and dust. This particular nebula that gave rise to our solar system was probably cast off from other stars that existed in this region of our galaxy. More than 4.6 billion years ago, the nebula started the long process that led to the formation of a star and planets. The idea that a solar system evolved from such a swirling cloud of dust is called the nebular theory. In the nebula, in the nebula that gave birth to our solar system, gravity caused the gas and dust to be drawn into a denser cloud. At the same time, the rate of rotation of the entire nebula gradually increased. As the nebular cloud began to collapse and spin faster, it flattened out to resemble a disk. Most of the mass collapsed into the center. Matter in the rest of the disk of the nebula clumped together into small masses called planetesimals. The planetesimals gradually collided together to form larger bodies called protoplanetary bodies. Okay, last question. What are three possible outcomes of the universe and which one will happen? Cosmologists have considered three possible outcomes. It will expand forever, it will expand to a certain size, and stop. It will stop expanding and begin to collapse. All three cases are based on the idea that the rate of expansion of the universe has slowed down since its beginning. Scientists think that the universe will continue to expand forever. Okay, thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you for having me.
Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of Astronomy Podcast. And on this episode, we welcome Dr. Shim to talk with us about Kepler's three laws of planetary motion, moon formation, lunar, fa- lunar phases, sun-earth-moon interactions, and small solar system bodies. Hello, I'm glad to be joining with you today. First question, what are Kepler's three laws of planetary motion? And what are the properties of an ellipse? Kepler's first law, the orbit of each planet around the sun is an ellipse with the sun at one focus. Kepler's second law, a line joining a planet and the sun sweeps out equal areas in equal intervals of time. Kepler's third law, the time a planet takes to complete one orbit is related to its average distance from the sun. All ellipses have two focal points, or foci. The sum of of the distances from every point on the ellipse to the two foci is a constant. All ellipses have a center and a major and minor axis. All ellipses have a centered C values greater than or equal to zero and less than one. Okay, my next question is, what are the four biggest moon formation theories and which one is believed to be correct? The fission theory stated that early in the history of the solar system, a rapidly spinning Earth cast off the moon from its outer layers. The present Pacific Ocean basin was suggested to be the site from which the moon came. Another theory called the stimulus formation theory proposed that the moon formed at the same time as Earth from the nebula that gave rise to the solar system. It suggested that the moon formed in orbit around Earth. The capture theory stated that the moon formed somewhere else in the young solar system and got close enough to Earth to be captured by Earth's gravitational field. It suggests that over time, the the moon settled into a stable orbit around Earth. The giant impact theory was proposed and has become the most widely accepted theory for the formation of the moon. According to this theory, an object the size of Mars collided with and probably shattered the early Earth. The remnants of this titanic collision formed a ring of debris around what was left of Earth. Eventually, this material accelerated into a giant satellite, which became the moon. What are some characteristics of the moon, and what are the lunar phases? The moon is a little more than a quarter the size of Earth, but the moon weighs about 80 times less than the Earth. The gravity on the surface of the moon is 16.6% that on Earth's surface, the moon has phases because it orbits Earth, which causes the portion we see illuminated to change. The moon takes 27.3 days to orbit Earth, but the lunar phase cycle is 29.5 days. The order of the moon's phases are new moon, waxing crescent, first quarter waxing gibbous, full moon, waning gibbous, third quarter, and finally waxing crescent. In a new moon, the moon is completely dark. In a full moon, the moon is lit up. In a gibbous, most of the moon is lit, and in a crescent, most of the moon is dark. Okay, now why and when do eclipses occur, and why do tides happen? A lunar eclipse occurs when the moon passes directly behind Earth and into its shadow. This can occur only when the sun, Earth, and moon are exactly or very closely aligned with Earth between the other two. A lunar eclipse can occur only on the night of a full moon. A solar eclipse occurs when the moon gets between Earth and the sun, and the moon casts a shadow over Earth. A solar eclipse can only take place at the phase of new moon. When the moon passes directly between the sun and earth and its shadows fall upon earth's surface, tides are caused by the moon. The moon's gravitational pull generates something called the tidal force. The tidal force causes earth and its water 
to bulge out on the side closest to the moon and the side furthest from the moon. These bulges are water or high tides. Spring tides occur when the moon is either new or full, and the sun, the moon, and the earth are aligned. When this is the case, their collective gravitational pull on the, on the earth's water is strengthened. It is a tide in which the difference between high and low tides is the greatest. A neap tide seven days after spring tide refers to a period of moderate tides when the sun and moon are at right angles to each other. During full or new moons, which occur when the earth, sun, and moon are nearly in alignment, average tidal ranges are slightly larger. This occurs twice each month. What are some of the small solar system bodies? There are asteroids, comets, meteorites, meteoroids, and meteors. Asteroids are rocky bodies smaller than planets. There are leftovers from the formation of the solar system. Comets are masses of frozen gases and rocky dust particles. Like asteroids, they are leftovers from the formation of the solar system. Meteoroids are tiny particles in space. They could be leftover dust from a comet's tail or fragments of asteroids. Meteoroids are called meteors when they enter Earth's atmosphere. When they reach Earth's system, they are called meteorites. Okay, thank you for your time. No problem. See you next time.